write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know that was great sounds lots with outside on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself Preston with my partner in crime, Long Island raised, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on the show? You know, I'm a big fan of education. Education is a very big part of my life. But I also want to really talk about the things we are not taught, the things we should be taught, you know, the financial intelligence to move forward, to figure out how to take that money and make it grow for you, for itself, how to truly invest so you can getting what is called generational wealth. That is one of the most important things that we can do. And for somebody to take the time to run a program to help educate and help truly grow his community for that and that alone, we should be giving a standing ovation. Again, we're driving. So please keep your hands at 10 and two and don't give a standing ovation, please. Maybe just tap the brake pedal three times. But mentally, we can put our hands together for the fantastic, the incredible, and just a downright and nice human being. Ron Coleman Jr. is here. Welcome, Benvenue. Thank you guys, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you too, man. Heard a lot of great things about you. Um, heard a lot of entrepreneur things about you from the good people at Known in New Haven. And you've been breaking barriers, man. You've been breaking barriers, especially at a young age. And easy. Can you agree with this? No, it's it's definitely interesting. And, and I love the fact that as you are growing and as you are continuing to educate yourself, um, you are still reaching back. You know, you have this incredible not-for-profit um, where you're teaching really financial independence, which is one of the courses where we should have in our everyday elementary school, if we're being real. Um, and it's it's so hard, especially coming from, you know, an urban area like we are at, when having that conversation, because you're talking about future dollars when a lot of families are just waiting for the, the, pe you know, the pennies to land from the paycheck. Um, how are you able to navigate that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so taking a step back here, guys, 2018, when myself, Dom Dugo, Dan Hicks, two other incredible educators, uh, when we got together, the whole focus first was exactly what you said. It's financial literacy, future dollars, building wealth for communities, building wealth for families first, so that the community overall is building wealth and, and entrepreneurship. We were so amped up about ourselves going on this journey, learning about investing, whether that is in the uh, 401k, whether that's in your Roth, whether that's in this new like digital currency, right? This decentralized market, whether it's learning about uh, business loans, business credit, all this stuff we were immersing ourselves in and learning. And we're like, we're educators. The number one thing we want to do is we see people struggling. We see people who don't have this knowledge. What do we want to do? We want to educate. Um, and I think it took us getting more and more educated, not only in the understanding of principles, but the application, right? There's so much that happens between knowing about something, having vocabulary and some skills on paper, right? But then what happens in the real world? There's this whole thing of the market cycle and like market psychology. And actually, do you actually know who runs the market? Do you mm -hmm. understand who moves the market? 
do you understand why most people lose money in the market and why the billionaires get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier, right? Who made the most money in the pandemic when everybody else was struggling? Billionaires. Well, your investors, your billionaires, right? Because they move the markets and they know exactly what's going to happen because it's their dollars coming in and out that moves the market. And so we actually, two pieces here, took a step back on some of that pieces to say, hey, we're not actually as educated as we should be to be teaching the implementation part of that, right? We can get everybody amped up about the knowledge, the vocabulary, because without that, you're not even aware of this world and how it impacts you on a day-to-day -day life. But there's also this other factor here. Um, the other factor here is a lot of the dollars in education, and especially outside of the school district, are going to programs that are fixing more immediate problems, right? And the more immediate thing that is an underpinning of financial literacy is math education. And so for the last two years, the bulk of our work, um, not because we believe any less in financial literacy, but the bulk of the work has been in how do you fix the immediate need to change scores? Mm. Because that's the thing that everyone's looking at down from the federal government to the superintendent and administrators mm. and teachers, whether we believe test scores matter, test scores mean anything, that's the thing we should be looking at that's what's happening and it's one of those situations where unless you can change the system mm -hmm. you have to work within the system to get where you want to go mm. while all and then then you get to a place of credibility where you can start pushing the system but like you guys say on, on a lot of your episodes like who am i i'm just a guy in a in a hoodie in a, in a backwards cap trying to, trying to run a program <laughs> here in new haven connecticut right so. Yeah, but but hold on, but hold on, because because one, I really want you to to wind that back. I want you to say that again, because I just feel that that piece is so super important for people. Yeah. If they take nothing else from this amazing interview, they need to take this piece back with them because it's super important. Mm -hmm. So if you're driving, pull over, take out a pen and a piece of paper, and I want you to write this down because it's pretty dope. Oh yeah, definitely. It's back to that perspective piece. We know financial literacy is so important, but we have to get more knowledgeable and educated there before the application piece takes over. Mm -hmm. And in order to get to that place, the immediate piece of math education within the system of education is what everyone's looking at. So if the scores are down here, everyone's looking to give dollars and put impact and pressure around getting the scores to here. So if they're at 10%, they want them at 20%, right? And if you're the person that can come in and work within the system, you're going to have a lot more credibility to change that system. So, so we recognize the system ain't right at a lot mm -hmm. of places. And you can sit around and blame individuals and say, this is how it should be. That's how it should be. This is crazy. You're never going to get anywhere by just doing that and pointing fingers. In mm -hmm. order to change that system, you got to work within it to get to where you want to go. And so that's where we've ended up. We're focusing way more attention on math education at the most basic levels mm. to help the school district with those top line numbers that everybody looks at. And there's so much underneath the hood that gets to this proficiency level on the Smarter Balance Assessment. You might hear it as SBA, state test, used to be CMT. Those are the numbers that everyone talks about. That one number, how many proficient students what percentage of that is it in new haven compared to darien compared to hartford uh compared to new london those are the metrics that the system is looking at 
And so we have to do our part to support the city of New Haven, to support the amazing educators that are working tirelessly, mm -hmm. right? As a system, people are working, people enjoy what they're doing and they're trying to make a difference. There's a lot of stuff going on that makes that hard, but those numbers don't just change because you work harder. Those numbers right. don't change just because you have a new curriculum. Mm -hmm. It really does, like we've said from the beginning, takes a village at all levels to people to get involved because kids are not in school for that long. Most people have an hour at most of math a day. Mm -hmm. And to go from here to there in one year doesn't happen unless there's a lot going on outside of that one hour. So we all got to do our part, even if it's just... Uh, there's a lot of ways to get involved, right? But like yeah. that that piece is even just being aware of what you're saying about the school system and about education. Mm -hmm. Um, because you never know who's listening and, and, sure. and we need kids and we need everyone to respect that profession, especially if we're trying to hold people accountable to something that they have very little say of what's going on in a kid's life. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's so true, and 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 again, that's why I wanted you to to say it back because in this in the basic and most simplest of terms, for 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 those that you know are, are similar to me uh, out there, you know, he's nowhere saying that the system isn't completely broken. He's saying the way to get in there, and this is something that my grandfather taught me when I was a young, young, young kid. You get into a job, you learn their way of doing it. You become good at their way of doing it. Then you have earned the credentials to give your opinion on what that next thing is. You have to learn the system or, and also to, you know, to quote, to keep it, to keep it as hip hop as possible, rocking my Shaolin uh, hoodie up in here, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. The get, we, no way are we saying that the system is not, massively broken and, and yes there's that whole argument you know uh we're we're only teaching kids to pass tests we're not teaching them other things we understand that but what he's saying is this is the metric that we are currently judged upon let's master this metric so that we can make the change out there the change that is necessary and it actually is that individual growth i say all, all the time I, I do feel that our system is completely broken i also feel from a mathematics point of view if more teachers had the ability to say you know without um pythagoras there'd be no Nicki minaj and yes i can make a direct direct current uh correlation for that because the person who came up with string tension to develop a chord was pythagoras the same guy who gave a squared b squared b equals c squared but if you don't make that connection to a kid, Pythagoras really means nothing other than just a rectangle formula. Right. And I think people have actually gone since the advent of smarter balance, common core, people have gone away from teaching to the test for the most mm -hmm. part. I think even educators are, are tired uh, as a whole are tired of the test being the assessment. Um, mm -hmm. And because you're working on the whole child, you're trying to bring in performance tests, you're trying to do social emotional learning, all these buzzwords, right? But really what you're trying mm -hmm. to do is trying to make education more lively and more real world like the test mm -hmm. isn't real world like so it's that's this like, it, it in itself is not the thing, but there is a correlation, it does show you what someone can do in terms of basic skills, like the test is not, it, it is not calculus, right? Right. And so what we what we're putting together is like 
are you measure are students in every district take and, and, and even in every classroom they're not putting the same amount of effort into it so if the thing that you're looking at to measure is more based on engagement and like wanting to win basically i take a sports metaphor mm -hmm. then like it's not really an assessment of learning it's assessment of at this point care and like and engagement at that level so so yeah i mean this is that that in itself makes it not a valid if you look at any phd program and all the steps mm -hmm. and things that they have to put into place uh to, to compare a versus b like there's so many variables here that that just get thrown in that that number is not telling you what you think it is right right so um, no and, and that's and that's a, a lot to do with it and this is a conversation we've been having forever upon ever i remember watching lean on me and it's the same aspect of there's just certain you know you're not getting the same quality um the, some of these tests are just it's just not it's not there in the budget but it can't be there in the budget until the test scores are better you know and now, now once you get those test scores a little bit better then it's a little bit better and then you have to continue to grow and i love how you've made it a competition because i remember that's why it sit on me for lean on me so so much they were going to close the school if the test scores didn't get raised and they raised the test scores and the school came together so if we could treat that kind of like that friendly competition of you know so and so gets yada yada not in the money's aspect of it but i don't know like they get an extra pizza day. Like let's let's give them some pizza or some, you know kids love pizza. Um, you know let's give them some pizza a pizza day and say you guys get the the pizza day. You know this whole grade level yada yada. I think it's there. I think it, it would also make it more engaging and more fun. You know because you got to have a little bit of an enemy and right now the kids you know the enemy is the parents and and the teachers instead of an establishment. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. It should be against the establishment. It should be against the system. Uh, and when I personally work with, with young people, I was just at a school the other day working with fifth graders, uh, filling in for a, a supervisor. And mm -hmm. anytime I get to do that, it's like the best time of my week, for sure. Like I loved being a classroom teacher. I loved running the Math Counts program. I loved working for other summer programs. I loved running our summer entrepreneurship program. Mm -hmm. And, and, and um you, you tell the kids, it's like, we're not doing math because this is math time. We're not doing math because you have some test, right? We do need data and things because we have grant reporting requirements and other things. But like, we're doing this because it's important in sports. It's important in anything to know, hey, what do I know how to do now? Mm -hmm. Where should I go based on substandard or where do I want to go personally? Right. And the only way to do that is to track it. Whatever you whatever you track, you can measure and whatever you can measure can grow. And if we right. don't track or measure anything, how do you know that you actually grew? Right. It's like Steph. I use Steph Curry as an example. I use Kobe Bryant as an example. Yep. And I try and pull in as much of the world class top of the line individuals and a lot of it comes from athletes and, and business yeah. i was an athlete played soccer all the way through college um still hoop uh all that and, and i think that relates to a lot of kids and when you have people working with kids that that's not the same thing that motivates them sometimes there's a disconnect in in right. motivating kids to do simple things like a pretest, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you got to show more energy than them and you got to make them think it's not math in a way like that. They're, mm -hmm. um, it has to be challenging though. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking from the outside in because yeah. like you're an educator, Easy's a parent. I'm just a regular good citizen. Well, so no no offense. This isn't me yeah. saying it at you. This is no, me no, saying no, it I get it. people yeah, I understand. from the outside mm -hmm. that might judge a school system or yeah. judge the people that are trying to do great, do God's work. Mm -hmm. right and who are overworked and underpaid is like you I, wasn't with a shooting in the just gym that. So yeah. to come mm -hmm. in and, and mm -hmm. say you guys are doing it wrong or yada 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 is like well you're not here every day like i challenge anybody <laughs> that is hating on educators and teachers go do their job for a mm. day yeah right? it's hard let alone a week mm -hmm. or a month right Mm -hmm. go do their job and then come home and say oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay this is tough this is a lot mm -hmm. more than i thought <laughs> Right, it's dedication. It's lesson planning and thinking mm -hmm. everybody in front of you, listening to everything you're saying. Absolutely, like, it's, that is not the case. Mm -mm. Um, yeah. and, and and yeah, so I, like going back to that, I just say it's, yeah. it's a really engaging and connecting with kids is where the community has to go. I say it takes a village. Like every time we're seeing people, are you asking them only about their sports? Or are you mm -hmm. asking about their academics and their sports and their arts, mm -hmm. right? A lot of kids are not into sports either. And I'm learning that more and more, right? As someone mm -hmm. who is so sports centric. Um, but it's it's really like, this is across the board. Mm -hmm. There are skills you have to develop. Soft skills. Yeah. And I, I relate all that down to just being a good person and finding peace, right? Mm -hmm. Are you kind? Are you caring? Are you compassionate, right? Do you not judge others more than you judge yourself? Like mm -hmm. a lot of other things. And then there are the skills for whatever you want to do. And so mm. if you're a basketball player, you got to have your basketball skills first. Like, do you even know all the skills that go into playing basketball? Mm. Right. Could you put them all down on a, on a piece of paper in a flow chart? Mm -hmm. I did that the other day to, to yeah. work, work with some coaches to do that. There's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot in the game and there's things you might be missing as a basketball player because you are so focused on just going out there and having fun that you're forgetting there's three different types of dribble maneuvers forward sideways and escape with your left yeah. hand then multiply mm -hmm. that to your right hand right and it's all these things that you should be working on behind closed doors to get better and elevate and that's why some of your peers are passing you mm. right same thing in the classroom you just show like some people just think i'm gonna show up to school i got my 45 minute math class and it's my teacher's job to get me better it works both uh, ways, it's teaching it and learning, Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so that could be for families too. Why is my kid not growing in this area? Well, I'm working on these three things in, in the classroom, but we only have 60 minutes here and 30 mm -hmm. minutes for enrichment. What's happening outside, True. Right? right? Because everyone grows at different rates. Mm -hmm. And so if, if I'm struggling in an area and there's only so much support at school, given the restrictions of time, mm -hmm. What am I doing at home to get better? Mm -hmm. Because my classmate is going home and doing two hours of work. Mm -hmm. So right. if I ever want to compete with that person for a job that involves math, mm -hmm. what do I got to do? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It's not on my teacher. It's not on my parents. That's on me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know as younger students, they right. don't have that awareness, right? Below, below sixth grade, you don't necessarily mm -hmm. have that awareness, but when you're in seventh and eighth grade, like these kids have their phones yeah. on them all the time. The number mm -hmm. of YouTube influencers and people that are talking a lot of this to them, some of them in great ways, some of them just to get them to buy their course, 
right? Right. Getting a lot of this, if we're not talking this type of sense to them as well, who are they listening to, right? Yeah. Oh, true. But some of these YouTube influencers, some of these uh, network marketing folks, they sound polished. And Mm -hmm. if you're a young person, you're like, I want to be like them. Exactly. And I also want to be like the used car that they are uh, running all their videos driving around. And mm-hmm. that Airbnb that they rented out that they're saying is their home, like mm-hmm. this person, <laughs> this person looks way better on as a on screen, as yeah. a whole composite mm-hmm. person, their lifestyle, everything, than who's in front of me in my classroom, right? right. Who cares way more about me, mm-hmm. or maybe even right. than than my parent, right? So who are they going to listen to? Kids are always trying to figure out subconsciously or consciously mm-hmm. who do I listen to, right? And if we're not if we're just saying come in, sit down, yeah, do this work, even though we're a good teacher, right? Or right. even though we're a good after school program director, mm-hmm. if everything's about to the kids, seems like compliance, 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 do this, do this, do this. And we're not asking these bigger picture things, or we're not mm-hmm. teaching them what's going on on their phones and why they see this here, mm-hmm. lavish lifestyle, why they don't see this here, right? It's we're we're leaving it up to them to put the pieces together. Right? Yeah. No, and, and and it's 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 something you know. I'm I come from the entertainment industry, so I, I we one of the main reasons why we have this show is to tell that story of success is not the the house you rented on MTV Cribs. No, success no. is being able. And that to show support was fake. Family. That show yeah. was no, fake. I'm, I'm what this is what the man just Hit said. My ride was fake. Like, I had no idea. Was I didn't that know that, that until like my mid twenties. Oh, yeah. No, I, that's I, the great no thing. Idea. I hate to cut you off and just put that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's the thing. It's it's always been like that. Look, man, we're in Connecticut. Okay, so let's be real. The 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 art of the game started mm. here. If you really look at it, PT Barnum is the person who gave us the distraction of the true show, yeah. and that's all we're continuously seeing. You know, when you see those people, you know, like. Um, I get into this conversation with with a very good friend of mine from Long Island all the time. You know, he tells me about A, B, and C podcaster and how they're doing things. I was like, yeah, it must be great for them to do it like that because they have that million-dollar budget behind them. Or, you know, I think their manager made a really good choice in in saying that they should do this, this, and this. And like, no, no, it's not the manager. It's them. I was like, no, it's not. That's the backing. (laughs) It's not. It's It's the the 800 people behind them that that are doing it. Because if they're doing it at that level and they're getting success – Look, I, and I'm not pouring salt on anyone else's hustle. I I love what I do. I'm going to continue to do what I do because it makes me happy. Of course. You know, but, you know, there, there are those people that you see even in the podcast world where, you know, you start to get a little like bit of Like us rise. on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Preston, and EZ Blues. And we got Ron Coleman Jr. with us on the show. It's great. Easy. Go right ahead. All right, well, I'm gonna say it now because <laughs> you know when, when you know you you have like a, a simple show that you know is about the community and is talking about the different aspects of it. You'll have someone who's a little butt hurt because maybe you're getting searched a little bit more, and they try to hit you with a cease and desist. And for that, not alone, you know, people just are mean and they suck. They do. But Ron doesn't suck. That's why we have him on. And thank you. Um, thank you. Definitely. And I'm very happy that we're having this conversation. You really opened me up. And it's really just challenging just being an educator because, like, just from my outside assumption, um, I really feel that teachers, educators, people who go outside of, for the future should be treated and paid like doctors and like lawyers. That's how I feel. 
just yeah. personally because that's because the work never stops. I mean, they keep on saying like you guys have summer vacation, the holidays, and like all this treatment, but like it's an ongoing thing. I think you guys want, are like athletes. You want to be better than you were last year. What if you're really dedicated to your profession? Now, do you agree with this? Oh, I absolutely do. And I yeah. want to take a second here to separate me right now because uh -huh. I am current I am not in the classroom. Yeah. Right. So I'm gotcha. running a program. Of course, and I'm, yeah. I'm back mm -hmm. to school learning and mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the future of how we expand this. Right. Because I believe, right, someone has to do that work. Right. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't any organization doing just math work. Right. The math counts program, national program works with Yale University. They're doing an amazing job and have great leadership, but it mm -hmm. is not a expansive program that covers the whole city for all students right, right so how do right. we get something and it's very high level math so it's, mm -hmm. it's predominantly your top five students in each grade level 10 students in each grade level how do we have something that's encompassing for all so mm -hmm. so when you talk about educators i am an educator but i'm not a teacher anymore so okay. i definitely want to give the teachers of course of course still absolutely. in the classroom still in the school their give them their roses right now yeah, and absolutely. understand that I chose a different path than continuing to be there every single day in front of kids. Um, knowing, I mean, it, it is, it is, it is hard. It is difficult. Mm -hmm. um, it, it is extremely fulfilling, but yeah, you see people who have dedicated their life to other people's children mm. first. Right. Yeah. And that is, like I said, God's work, amazing people. Um, I think a lot of people out there will pick and find bad mm -hmm. apples or yeah. people who don't go above and beyond, right? right. And then label them or uh, extrapolate them as all teachers, right? So anytime, right. And, and, and I think that is nonsense. That is crap. Uh, you can do that in any industry, right? No, we should not be doing that in education, especially um i i have this idea i was like I, I like make lots of comparisons and i make a comparison if you take education and you take sports like mm -hmm. and 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 i i don't want to offend anyone by this but if you get offended you know it, it it is what it yeah, is yeah. it's it's yeah. in sports the coach does not get paid the most because the coach right. has the most uh relaxed job Mm -hmm. And the players are the ones who get paid the most because they're doing the work every single mm -hmm. day, putting their bodies on the line. Coaching right. is not easy. No, but not. we look at the way school districts are made. The people who are furthest away from the work get paid mm -hmm. the most. Mm -hmm. And it's a seniority kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. I, I don't know the solution. I usually don't like to criticize without having the solution. I have some solutions. People think I'm crazy for them. But um, <laughs> what it, would it look like? What would it look like if instead of for the last 30 years, we've been saying, you know, praising teachers, thanking them so much, but things go the same thing. Like they're getting the same small mm -hmm. pay increases. Mm -hmm. It's the same steps. It's the same. Uh, there's really other than intrinsic, there's no real financial compensation for you going above and beyond or your kids making 20% more growth than other people's, right? Mm -hmm. uh, right? What would it look like if teachers got paid more than administrators and who got, also got paid more than the folks outside? Everyone would want right. to stay in the classroom. 
Yeah. Right yeah. now you have this situation where a lot of folks like the, the impetus and I, and I'm, I'm one of them, right. Is there's less, I don't have to, there's less stress outside of the classroom mm -hmm. to a degree, to okay. a degree. Okay. Um, I have friends, family members, friends of family members who are administrators. I know they go through a lot as well. Right. But does a lot of this have to do with teachers just being overworked and underpaid? Is that the is that the start of it? Like it's mm. the chicken and the egg thing. What happened first? Right. And so our administrators stressed because teachers are stressed. If we take this our, and our teachers stressed because kids are stressed. So it's mm. like this bottom up thing. How do you eliminate a lot of the things that are stressful in families' lives? Well, mm -hmm. over at Concorp, Concat, I know Eric Clemens talks about this a lot. How do we build community wealth to eradicate mm -hmm. poverty? Classrooms are going to look a lot different if we eradicate poverty and build mm -hmm. community wealth, right? And that was our whole thing for financial literacy, right? right. But how do you get there? Like I said, again, you got to work within the system and mm -hmm. make progress to then skip to that level. Um, right. So much focus is on the academic piece. And I mean, right now we are so, so crippled as a country uh, where we have the, this system that is completely dead, where, you know, I can give you a, a bunch of really super easy answers on how to get a kid more motivated. Oh, it's to make sure that, you know, a parent, you know, at least one, if not two of the parents can be home for the majority of the time. So there is that homework time. So there is that, that extra special family time that, that is so super important, but that can't happen unless a livable wage gets paid and unless a livable wage gets, but we can't afford a livable wage because yada, 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 the people, not just teachers wise, but literally the people, the furthest away, the coaches are making the most amount of money and the players are being run to death. And, and that's not, that's in every aspect of life. Right. You know, so, but how do we do this is we have to get in there. We have to take those couple of seconds that we have that downtime instead of binging yourself on Netflix because you had a bad day that, that day, take a couple of extra time, take a look at what the market says, see where, where, thing, where things are going to grow. Or if, if you are so far where you can't do, uh, do that without somebody working with you, take the time you have a kid, go over their math problems with them. Mm. Go, you know, what I used to do with, with the boys, one of the reasons why they were able, because I am someone who believes there's only two universal languages in this entire world, and that's music and math. And mm. because in any country, if you take one stick and another stick, you have two sticks. Math is a universal language. So we should all be massively fluent in that universal language and you should have it in application. When I used to take the boys walking through the city, I would say, okay, we, we are 10 blocks away from where we need to be. We've just passed three blocks. How many blocks left do we have till we get to where we're supposed to be? And this just became practical mathematics the whole time. It's difficult to do because I don't want to be talking to four-year-olds about mathematics and subtracting, but it's important because now I've got high honor roll students that are knocking out of the park in high school. And it's because we've had these conversations and because we've continued to push those type of boundaries. Cause again, I'm one of those fall through the cracks kids. I'm a fall through the cracks kid because as my mom used to say, I'm too smart for my own darn good and school bored the heck out of me. Um, I was the kid that, that messed up all your curves, didn't do any of your homework because it was, it's just, it, it, I would take the book home and read it and, and I just go about my day. Um, 
So I'm always the one that can argue on the other side of, well, that test isn't whatever, because you can give me you can give me that test right now and I'll get 95. I'll get a 95 on it. I haven't been in school in 30 years. Hmm. You know, yeah, there's so much we learn outside of the classroom. Exactly. Developing those skills in the classroom is, is super important. And I truly believe that as a system, educate if I can hypothesize for all of educators <laughs> right like, ahead. Right like ahead. if people if educators knew that kids would not take a mile if you give an inch right mm -hmm. they would plan more fun activities that require not being at the center of the classroom seeing everything that's going on but because something happens in a classroom to someone's child, it's now the teacher's fault, even though they were 20 feet away and it was between a kid and a kid. How is that their mm -hmm. fault, right? right? They are so, a lot of people are so on edge about order mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things that are not in their control that they are responsible for. Yep. So that as part of the system, that's a huge thing about the system being broken, right? Right. Um, and, and so... I, I truly do believe that school would be more fun for everyone if that was not in place. And right. I don't know what the solution is, but uh, people are just, just fearful of the bad things that can happen or what can go wrong mm -hmm. outside of their control uh, when think classroom time looks looks different. Mm. Yeah. No, and that's it, why it, you it, might see that's why you might see small classrooms or some programs outside of school doing incredible things that it's not that they're not possible inside a mm -hmm. school setting, but there's a different level of responsibility and there's a different mm -hmm. mix of of students in there. Um and so I mean I just go back to to, to a lot about what, what you were saying is um it, it it's not the aspect it's the aspect of school that's kind of turning off sometimes but you love learning right. you right. love learning and yeah. and i think that happens to a lot of kids they do want to learn sometimes they don't know what they want to learn yet it's true um, right. school true. from the system top down from the federal government to the state every kid has to take a math a science a history and like mm -hmm. these courses have certain things that need to be taught and you look at it and you're like None of that, you look back, it's like, I learned more by reading these two business books and these two so true. fantasy yeah. stories and inter and, and these community leadership programs and just like being on podcasts with great gentlemen like yourself, like Thank I, you. I, I, the universal language, I love that. But like you, you learn things <laughs> every day by meeting good people right. mm -hmm. and, and, and acting and doing things. Like starting a business is one of the most intellectually stimulating and uh you're gonna fall on your your face every single day you learn something new every second and i think yeah. in class and in school it's not always that case you're trying to learn things but kids aren't always like this is what i want to do this is they didn't, they didn't wake up saying i wanted to uh learn polynomials today right and so when that's <laughs> put in front of them and their phone's buzzing in their pocket yeah. like this yeah. oh yeah kind of thing no and it's and I just go back to one right. thing. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right ahead. in is um, like, yeah. It's the it's it's the the skill development piece. I think helps sometimes with letting people know. If I so for me, I even look back. 
mm-hmm. if there were certain pieces of math that I learned better, mm-hmm. I would have done better on the GMAT, which mm-hmm. meant I would have been eligible for some scholarships that I wasn't eligible for. So in essence, you're not making money today, but if you go do these things, you could be making a hundred times that much, mm-hmm. right? Like you get a scholarship to a top business school. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's almost $200,000. You don't have to pay back in loans. True. You get a top mm-hmm. scholarship true. to, you get a scholarship to Yale university or somewhere else, yeah. as opposed to paying or taking out loans for that tuition, mm-hmm. you're saving tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and what that looks like after you get a job factor in compound interest and all that, like you're saving a lot of money. And I think a lot of people get short-sighted by mm-hmm. default. Like they have to, it's not their fault. Life mm-hmm. has done this. You need money tomorrow or you needed money yesterday. So I'm <laughs> going to go make money today. That isn't the highest that my skills are, right. but it's the surest thing. And Absolutely. I think if, as a community with this young new generation, yeah. we can find a way to help them not get sucked into the bottom of the rat race. Mm-hmm. Like I turned 16, I need to help my parents or I turned 16, I need money for this, that, and the third. Right. Uh, whether it's Jordan's looking cool, whether it's mm-hmm. going out to concerts and stuff, like you can watch the concert from home and nobody important cares which kind of shoes you have on. <laughs> like like, like if, if people can so see the, the, if I actually take a year, not go into a job that's paying me $15 an hour, unless there's a lot of like leveling up, and uh-huh. I go focus on my music. I go mm-hmm. focus on my math. Mm-hmm. I go focus on wherever I want to go, whether it's comedy, whether it's dance, whether it's acting, whatever it is, see the end game that you want and take time because you jump to a much higher income when you have more skills and more ability. A lot of people are jumping in without skills to level up, thinking that yeah. they can level up. And then once you get caught in that, Now, and this is the financial literacy piece, you are at this lifestyle that matches or is above your income. There's no time or money to upskill. There's no time or money to invest. There's no time or money to start a business. And so the smartest people, the ones that delay gratification the fastest, get as much knowledge, skills, networking in, and they jump from internship Mm -hmm. to partner. You know, like, of course. Like, or you jump from living in your parents' basement, making music to being a DJ that's on tour. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's those examples we should be as a education system and community pointing to people and supporting them in that process or supporting their families um, so that everyone's not just out trying to labor this, labor that, labor this, just, just to make ends meet. And and that is a systemic thing. If we can change that, we're going to, we're going to change community. I love how you and, broke down financial literacy. That was awesome. That was awesome. Not too many people break it down to a T like that. Um, you broke down just the way of thinking. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people can give you like a, a robotic routine of how to manage your money and don't buy fast foods, cooking, like all that. You broke down a way of thinking. Once you break down that mental mentality, the rest will just be be cake. But easy, go right ahead, brother. I'm I deep. No, I, do, I, I was I was yeah. literally about to say the same thing. I, that, yeah, that, man. That, that explanation was just was spot on and and mm. and so what's needed because you know again coming from the entertainment uh field the entertainment aspect of it you know musicians are one of the ones that are exploited the most and i i will say that what i say because we we 
don't have a strong union. You know, we just we just witnessed the actors and the writers go on strike and be able to deal with how, you know, they're getting paid off of streaming. You know, music right now is only streaming. No one really buys the, the physical copies of anything. And if you do, please do it more and more and more. And I wish you would, um, you know, but we're not really in a physical copy world because you have your phone on you. You know, so, you know, you have to figure out a way to do that. And that system is so, so broken. You're talking about, you know, there, there are people who've got over a million streams that barely broke $10,000. Hmm. Like, and now that's, an, again, not, let's break down the math. That's like 0. 0.00657 cents per stream. You don't even make a penny. But those people at the top of said streaming service that I won't say on air because I don't want a lawsuit. Um, <laughs> they make a lot of money. Oh, man. So we can stay on air on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, and my partner in crime from the straight streets of Southland, Mr. EZ <laughs> Blues is in the building. Ron, uh, we were talking about a little bit about broken systems. Um, I know you're dealing with children now, talking about, about the future, you know, you know, routines and stuff like that. But um, let's uh, take the DeLorean into 20 years into the future. Um, we've been told, I, I believe you're a millennial just like me. Um, I, I've got that good sense. But we've been told you got to go to college, get that good degree and, you know, the, the typical routine stuff. But now we're seeing a lot of people, even young in age as heck, 10, 11, starting their own business, making stuff work out for them. Um, how do you feel just the talk about your dreams is going to change within the next 20 years? Is it going to be is college gonna be as popular as it is now in 20 years with people just going their own paths directly and more fast when it comes to starting their own business but believing in their own brands and give or take it cause the expense if you're gonna save a lot of money investing in yourself and believing in yourself and you're seeing all these success stories happen they know it's not overnight they know what based on the consistency but how do you feel about that just based on your point of view yeah, I think we have to look at two things. Yeah. One is people and mm. the the wide spectrum of abilities, maturity, and financial situations of students coming out of high school. Mm. That's one side. The other side is businesses. Yeah. And in more particular, employers. And so if we see that more employers are starting to take away some of the requirements for a college education, you're automatic, and especially you see if you see more in the tech industry mm -hmm. um, and, and pharma and things like that, and, and sales coming away, those that have higher entry level and 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 higher higher levels of uh, maximum income. If you see them taking away those requirements, you're naturally going to see folks go into skip college. That is a four-year investment of time, energy, and for a yep. lot of folks, money. Um, I didn't put in there. There, there are so many benefits to college, right? But, but yeah, you just of course, see some Definitely of the some yeah. of the things that are delayed uh, and 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 costs, right? We put those mm -hmm. costs up front. People are going to naturally say, "I can go in 
make this much more right now. And they're going to teach me what I need to know. And that's going to be my network, that company, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people send their kids to college because they want them to be around other folks who are getting educated. Mm -hmm. uh, they want them to learn from some of the top professors. Uh, but if you're going to, if you were going to college, you know, folks out there who are going to college just to get a degree because you needed the degree to get into your field. If that requirement is stripped, you're naturally going to see people skip that jump. Right. Mm, right. Um, and so I think that works for some people going back to the maturity and everything uh, for folks. And, and I think that's, that's potentially won't work for some people. Mm. Um, I think, you know, you might see people who college is a nice, nice safe space for the most part to like learn and grow and be around your peers who are also learning and growing at the same time. And you're mm -hmm. like, you're like making mistakes together and you're, you're, yeah. you're learning together. So I think, Absolutely. you know, doing that, uh, in a as a professional early on, I think it, it, it's it's going to be much easier to make that transition for folks who are mature um, and at a mature and early age. I um I, I my wife and I talk all the time. We definitely are going to push college. We're both uh, we both have master's degrees. I'm going to have a second master's degree in business uh, in a year. Good she you, is uh, finished her second master's and is almost gonna have her phd right now so all right education is just something that from <laughs> from our parents down um ha has been something that we stressed and and we have seen the benefits of personally right um and, and you can look out there and see average salary average median income right. household income for folks who don't have a degree have a degree where the degree is from um mm -hmm. On average, there's still these jumps and gaps. But do I think that everyone needs to and everyone must go to college? Absolutely not. Mm, uh, right. My my kids will uh, go to college um, <laughs> if we have anything to to, to say about that. Um, but I do think it's it's not as yeah. important. Um, and I could say this from someone who's gone to great name schools. I don't think it's as important where you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you are someone, that big if, you are someone that can take advantage and build relationships and mm -hmm. proactively chart your course. Mm, right. If you, though, get into, and, and it's not always IVs, uh, it's just in each field, mm. there are top institutions. Right. And those top institutions have connections to top employers. And right. so if you can chart those out and take advantage of that system, it is easier from my belief mm -hmm. and, and from, from my circle to do that than to be out on your own kind of doing that where the relationships don't already exist. Right. But, right. um, you know, there, the, the, you know, it, it, public versus private is not as much of a, uh, a, a, a sure thing anymore that if you right. go private, you're definitely going to do better than you in public. That's not a thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody's I, different. Absolutely. Everybody's different in their own way. I do agree. Sure. Easy. I saw the light bulb above your head, man. Oh, go yeah, ahead, sure. brother. Oh, yeah. no, well, we're, millions we're, we're, we're in this. <laughs> you know, of course, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to speak, speak it to my mind. Definitely. But see, I, I don't even necessarily look at it as just colleges. I also look at any type of trade school, if you continue your education, if you can find a way to put in your 10,000 hours, 
10,000 hours, you become a master at something. Just be a master at something. Um, that's one of the keys of happiness, period. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Miramoto Musashi um, and some, someone that I you know, lo love and respect and his teachings have you know, not only inspired great philosophers, but have inspired incredible business people. Um, you know, and it's so interesting because you come directly from the sports aspect and a lot of your metaphors run into the sports thing, but I can take that same, those sa the same philosophy and just put it into the music aspect and it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, the reason why the music industry was so many people were able to break in so hard, so fast was because people had money. You know, the, you might not have heard the best musician in, in the entire world. You just heard the musician that someone was willing to invest money in. Um, now with the internet, it's a lot easier to put your music out there for everybody. But again, you've got to be willing to spend money on the marketing to make sure people are going to listen to it. And I also I love you guys talked about, you know, 20 years uh, down the road, you know, um, those success stories with the entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Let's be real. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. We've already mentioned um, uh, PT Barnum. How many of those success stories are actual success stories and how many of them are just marketed correctly? You know, remember JK Rowling's made a whole lot of money talking about the struggle of being a single mom and coming up with an idea of a book she did not write. It's not ideas, yeah. it's execution. There you and go. That comes to the marketing piece. Agreed. Everyone, some of the best ideas are in the graveyard. We never heard of them, right? As a <laughs> as a nation, as a globe, some of them are there, right? Yeah. Or they're out there. It's just the wrong person's name is on it. That wasn't their idea. That was their execution. Hey. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot disagree. I cannot <laughs> disagree. One moment. I can't. And so how do we create programs going back to the education piece? There you go. Great question for I us as a community, as a village of Elm City community members. How do we create and invest in more programs that aren't just watching kids, but are watching kids and making sure that their ideas get executed on by them, mm -hmm. right? So that is the thing. If, if everyone who's working with kids and everyone who knows kids, right, is and everyone who is supporting programs working with kids, how do we all, even though we're tired, even though life is, is there, and even though a lot of people in these programs are working part time, right? Um, how do we all just focus on moving forward a little bit better every day, not striving for perfection? Mm -hmm. you're gonna we're gonna kill ourselves trying to get to perfection right away right it's <laughs> how do you say we're here at a level one how do we take it to a level two mm, and right. then after we're comfortable at level two how do we go to level three and then what does that look like right? right but it looks like everything we're doing has to see big mm. picture where can this go Right? right. Not just I need to make it through the day. So it's like less task oriented. The tasks are the things we have to do to make sure the programs run. But right. everybody is on the same mission and vision philosophy of how do we make small actions every day that are going to improve the lives of these kids and improve community here. Um, and, and that one piece of like making sure everyone understands this 10,000 hours rule, e, like that's exactly it. 
if everyone understands the 10,000 hour rule, you never have to say to a kid again, I don't have to convince you why this thing is necessarily important. We've already done that groundwork and you know, this is part of your 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. and I, as a business leader, know, hey, this spreadsheet thing I have to do for grant reporting is part of my 10,000 hours. Mm. We're getting these things done so we can get to the bigger picture stuff. Mm -hmm. Speaking Ooh. of getting things done, unfortunately, Ugh. we got to wrap up. Uh, but just these last couple questions just uh, for you, Ron. Um, I want to know um, what is in store 2024 and beyond for New Haven Counts. And just please give us some things that you're grateful for as a person, either professionally or, per or personally. Your time is now. Yeah. Um, thank you, Preston. Thank you, E. Um, New Haven Counts right now is working in partnership with uh, 15 other organizations as part of the New Haven Tutoring Initiative. Uh, this is city-sponsored. This is high-dosage tutoring and mentoring, one-to-one, one-to-two, small group, up to one-to-four. Uh, we have a lot of folks in the community getting involved in this, helping out, uh, helping ed educate, helping form bonds and mentor uh, children that they did not know before. Uh, and this is becoming a movement. Uh, we need everyone to know about it. We need people to get involved. We need people to sign their kids up. There are lots of kids that are signed up, right? Lots of programs running. But the 2024 is just building the movement behind this initiative so that everyone cares about math and literacy and knows why we care about math and literacy. It's not because of the test scores that you see once a year that are reported out. It's because there's so many skills, soft and hard skills, that we need to develop just to become better critical thinkers and then to go off and do amazing things in the world. And, and, and mm. we know what happens when people are illiterate and we know what happens when people don't understand numbers they get tuned off to education as a whole mm -hmm. and, and 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 that piece so that is what we're up against building a movement building empowerment behind literacy and numeracy um and doing it to support the school district that's the that's the key piece to support educators to support the superintendent and and her mission and to support the mayor um second piece there gratitude um i'm just grateful right now obviously just being above ground every single day but yeah. uh the perspective that my family has given me um and that includes my wife that, that that's my, my my mother my father my grandfather and even even my brother and his wife who have two kids and my, my wife and i don't have children yet um mm -hmm. just the perspective that everyone uh had has, has given me um and, and and the the background that i've had to be able to see what it's like as a student as a teacher as a coach as a nonprofit leader, working State Department of Education in Texas for two years, uh, the, the second largest school district in the country. Um, the perspective at all those levels has just given me such an understanding of what everyone is going through at different levels. And so if somebody says something that seems negative about someone at one of those levels, I'm always thinking, yeah, but what don't you know? Mm -hmm. What was your limited perspective to be focusing in on this one piece of negative information? Why are you, where's the lack of empathy or understanding coming from, right? And right. I think that's, that's, that's it. When we 
don't understand everything someone else is going through. Mm -hmm. We want to think about what it is that they're doing that's impacting us negatively and not thinking more holistic. Um, so I, I very rarely have moments where I'm uh, stressed or tense because I just, this is all, this, this, all this is going on at once. And, and when you zoom out to space, do this exercise, everything's insignificant, right? Everything mm -hmm. is super important, right? We're talking about kids' lives. We're talking about health. We're talking about wealth. We're talking about knowledge and wisdom, right? It's super important, but zoom out for a second and then zoom back in and focus on the things that matter. Um, and so, yeah, just that perspective uh, is super. And yeah, I said being above ground, like just my yeah, health. Yeah, you can say it again. I'm super yeah. grateful you that- You can say it uh, three more times. <laughs> I have, yeah, I just have knowledge as well about what works well for me to stay healthy. Because right. I can't yeah. imagine doing this work mm -hmm. if I wasn't healthy. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. For, for the first conversation, Ron, for sure. thank for you for sure. so much. Thanks for opening us up. Um, easy. Any closing words? No, I, you, uh, we've, covered, <laughs> we've covered a lot on this episode. I'm sure I've said some things that there will be letters about and that's fine. Um, you know, but it, it works. Uh, this has been a great conversation. I look forward to yeah. it. We should have you, we should have you on again. Um, some free game. Sure. Yeah. yeah, man. Some free, some, some, some free knowledge. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Ron, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. All love, gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate it. Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellent chalice Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know